you were about to enter. Chuck versus the podcast. The place for people who love Chuck and the people who work on Chuck. The only show that takes you behind the scenes with the stars. Yvonne Strahovski. Zachary Levi. Joshua Gomez. Ryan McPartland. Adam Balba. Sarah Lancaster. Interactive interviews. Julia Wing. Phil Clemmer. All the cast. Dixon High. Tony Hale. Scott Krinsky. Marcus for Lawrence. Anita Figueresi. Fun hosts. This is Mel. This is Liz. Now you can see how wacko we are. The writers. Ali Adler. Scott Rosenbaum. Zev Barrow. The editors. Matt Barber. Jeff Granville. Kevin Mock. Contests. We are giving away a check press kit. The directors. Jason Enzler. Norman Buckley. The guest stars. Steve Austin. Kristen Griff. The music. This is Tim Jones. Guest hosts. I'm Kaylee from Toronto. Conventions. Lights come up and here comes Jester out on stage. Set visits. This is the guy right here. And much more. Are you ready? This is Gray. This is Mel. This is Liz. And we want to welcome you to Chuck versus the Podcast, episode 53, for Thursday, May 6th, 2010. And we have a busy episode for you because it's been a busy week for Chuck fans. Let's get started with the ratings for Chuck versus the Role Models. The overnights are in, and unfortunately, they were down from the previous couple of weeks. Um, according to TV by the Numbers, approximately 5.28 million viewers tuned in to see Chuck with a 1.9 in that 18 to 49 demo. And this is a little disappointing, but it's not exclusive to Chuck. Um, shows across the board were down for some reason. Um, and we, we think there were a lot of factors actually. House, our number one time slot competitor on Fox, posted its lowest numbers this season. Um, CBS comedies also lost viewers from their most recent new episodes. Castle was down. In fact, Dancing with the Stars was the only show that posted a gain or that actually didn't post a loss uh, from new episode to new episode. So uh, we were trying to figure out what in the world, where was everybody? And we rounded up some likely suspects. There were hockey and basketball playoff games airing Monday night. Uh, Comcast was having trouble with its feed during the 7 to 8 o'clock hour on the West Coast. We had a fan from Washington State who commented that his feed was so messed up, Fox was showing over NBC, and there was no sound. So even oh if he had goodness. wanted to watch House, he couldn't. So, I mean, it was messed up. Um, <laughs> Hawaii didn't get Chuck at all because they had a special election debate that preempted uh, NBC and uh, CBS, I think it was. So, I mean, there was just all kinds of stuff going on. Uh -huh. It was, wow. And this is the first Monday of sweeps. Ouch. Wow. Yeah. The networks must, yeah, they're not going to be happy about this. Because, like I said, it wasn't endemic to check. It was everything except Dancing with the Stars got hit. So, well, uh, yeah, I don't know how the networks are going to try to spin that. But with upfronts just uh, right around the corner, that's not going to make their numbers look so great. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So the take home from this is definitely um, that we're not as worried about this 1.9 as the last 1.9. Right. Um, but we still need to definitely watch Chuck live on Monday nights. And tell your friends to watch and watch it live. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. But we do have some positive news to share for you. Um, this was a fun week. Chuck fans all around the country rallied together. They were in person and on Twitter on Monday, May 3rd. Fans in Chicago and Philadelphia, Seattle, and San Diego got together to spread the nerd word with a special intro to Chuck video. Cards were handed out 
and some had bubbles, some had Nerf gun fights, and some had the giant container of Chuck's favorite cheese balls, and everybody looked like they had a great time. There are pictures that rolled in, and we've got those posted at chucktv.net, and uh, everybody looked like they had a good time. Most important thing is the word about Chuck got spread, people who weren't watching Chuck. But even if fans couldn't be at any of these mobs in person, like for me, um, they could participate online, and during noon to 1 p.m. local time, fans took to Twitter to send NBC a message asking for a fourth season. And that's four solid hours of tweets going to NBC from fans. At one point, we were averaging 25 tweets for every 10 seconds. And so uh, whoever was watching that NBC Twitter feed... <laughs> I hope they had the sound turned down. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Oh, wow. And that so was... speaking of, of the uh, rally, we're going to actually show you the video that we edited together from the rally right now. So this is the Space Needle. And in front is the Experience Music Project, which is where we're going now. Church of Chuck. What, are you guys gonna watch it? Yes. John tonight, Good. seven o'clock in Central. Time. You promise? <laughs> or affirm, are you? I affirm to tell the truth. Yes, I, I will watch Chuck tonight. Yeah, I watch it. If I'm not home, I usually watch it on the oh, But do you watch it live when you when you are home? Yeah. At seven o'clock. Yeah. Okay. Uh, channel five here. Channel five. Uh huh. Okay. What's your name tag, handsome? Yeah. So yeah. if they bring it back, then she is helping because she told us that she's. Helping. I'll pledge to watch the show. Okay. We're not Mormons. <laughs> it's a fun show. Do you watch The Office? Do you need to watch Chuck? Do you do watch Chuck? That's awesome. 
We're trying to get more people to watch. by Moria to Subway now. Hi guys, you watch Chuck? Chuck? On NBC, the TV show? The comedy, action, video Chuck? games, Watch spies. it, 8 o'clock tonight on NBC. Chuck? You should watch it's it tonight. Great. It's a great TV show. You should check it out. It's a great TV show. It's lots of fun. Action, romance, comedy, Eight o'clock tonight. Live, please. Bye. It, it looked like everybody had such a great time. We wanted to thank everybody who participated in the mobs, uh, the team leaders, especially Penny in Seattle, uh, Barb and Ivy in San Diego, Jeff in Philadelphia, and Sam in Chicago. They did a terrific job of organizing the mobs in their respective cities, and um, they they planned things so that it didn't have just the, the video and the literature that we provided for them, but then they added these extra things like the blowing of the bubbles and having the cheese balls there and the Nerf gun fights and everything. So that was really cool um, for the to let the Chuck fans just show their spirit. Um, and then we also want to thank the fans who actually were there to, you know, in the mobs in their respective cities. They brought their enthusiasm and the spreading the nerd word. As you can see in the video, they were not shy at all at accosting people <laughs> on the sidewalk <laughs> and getting people's attention so they could tell them about Chuck. And then, of course, everybody on Twitter who joined in with the Twitter mob and helped keep the buzz going. Mm -hmm. And we actually wanted, also wanted to give a special shout out to James Hibbard of The Hollywood Reporter, whose news item just catapulted Chuck fans back into the spotlight. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. We were so not expecting that kind of a response. Um, I mean, we knew that when, when he said something, people paid attention. But, wow, <laughs> that was a lot of news coverage. Yeah. Um, and then we also wanted to thank Chuck costume designer Robin Lewis West, who was on our last podcast when Liz and I got to interview her. She is a Seattle native, and she flew up there to join the Chuck mob on Monday. So thank you, Robin, for mm -hmm. showing your support. Thank and, you. Yeah, and mixing with the fans. She even took them some little gifts. So right on. Um, again, it was just it was an amazing thing for us to organize and brainstorm and put together. Um, we do want to give also a second shout out to Penny in Seattle. This grew out of a suggestion that she threw out a few weeks back. And, you know, then we uh, figured out how to make it work. And we were excited when she volunteered to be the, the team leader in Seattle, too. So 
it was, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of hours, but it's been a lot of fun for us to put that together and to see the response, um, both online, uh, with the fans and in the media. So right on Chuck fans rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fun. It, they look like they had a lot of fun. Yeah. And then of course we also need to give some major props to Philadelphia. They were a go and then they were a not a go because of some recent events having to do with flash mobs in their city. The, um, the police department didn't really give us an answer on whether or not we could do it, but the, we were going to hold it in one of the parks there and finally got a hold of the parks department and they said, no way, Jose. So we had to call it off. Uh, but the, the fans that had already signed up in Philly and Jeff in particular said, wait a minute, we can find something else. We can find a way to do this. That's not going to, um, become, you know, a danger, dangerous situation or, you know, break any rules or anything. And they did. So theirs was a smaller group. They also had some severe thunderstorms go through their area that held off that, that, uh, there was a gap right when they were supposed to do their mob. So, um, they didn't have as many people there as some of the other cities did, but you know what, Philly way to go, way to bring it. What heart. All it takes is one. That's right. (laughs) Get the word out there. So good job. Good job, everybody. But you know, every, every city had its own, um, share of obstacles and they all have war stories that they can tell. But I was really, really pleased that I was I wasn't really participating in the discussion because I wanted them to decide if they were going to do it or not. But I was involved, you know, it was CC'd as the Philadelphia mobbers were discussing whether or not they were going to do it and how they could do it and everything. And and uh, they, you know, they pulled it out. They wanted to do it and they figured out how to do it. So props to them. Yeah. Awesome. And hey, if you want to put together your own mob in your own city, you can do it anytime. Mm-hmm. You can. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do it. We heard from one fan who said, you know, I'm not by any of the cities where the mobs are happening. So I just took my video camera out on the streets and filmed myself talking to people about Chuck. So there you go. And we had somebody from Paris who said he had his own little mob of one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I would. I would say in uh, if you're doing your own mobs, you don't necessarily need to dress up like buy more employees because one of the most hilarious things that happened was uh, a lot of people thought we were missionaries. (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty good. Yeah, pretty funny. And Chicago had a the littlest nerd herder. They had a little a baby there. Oh who was my goodness! Also, I know his mama dropped dressed him up as a, a little nerd herder. He even had the little badge. Oh my gosh! Oh, it was so, so cute. cute. Yeah, that got a lot of oohs and ahs. So yeah. good job there, mom. Mm-hmm. Way to train him up young. Yeah. yeah. However, we do have a couple of news items that are non mob related. So uh, we'd like to share that with you this week. Um, the full audio version of Zach's duet with Catherine McPhee is now available for purchase on iTunes and Amazon MP3. Plus, the video was released on Friday. Mm-hmm. And guest writer Ardvark7734 wrote an interesting essay examining the scene in Versus the Honeymooners where Chuck puts the fake ring on Sarah's finger as part of their cover. If you look for it on ChuckTV.net, there's a lot of nuance in that scene. And, and I appreciate uh, the article. I thought it was really, really insightful. Yeah, boy, I certainly did not see that level of emotion from Sarah. Because, I mean, the whole scene that was being dissected there is just a few seconds long. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Yvonne just put so much emotion into her facial expressions that 
once it was pointed out, I could totally see it. Yeah. Yeah. Right, very cool. Well, speaking about nuances of scenes, shall we proceed to talking about episode 15 of season three? Let's do Let's, it. Let's I do think it. we should. Chuck versus the role models written by Phil Klemmer um, aired this week. And uh, I, I thought it was just, you know, it was a fun episode. It was it was entertaining. Um, it it I think it, it bears mentioning that what we have been uh, experiencing over the last few weeks was um, what was originally the season finale and leading up to it. So some packed, packed episodes, packed with money, packed with actors, packed with tons of stuff going on, packed with significant plot developments and convergence of storylines. And, uh, and so then you get through that and there's other episodes that aren't necessarily having that same purpose and not necessarily having that, that same money. And I think that's a bit of what we saw this week. Um, I don't think it was a it was a bad episode. I loved the episode, but it wasn't necessarily of the same grandness as some of the other ones we've seen in the past few weeks. It wasn't yeah, a I, mythology episode. Yeah, exactly. it was a you know it was a caper. Yeah, exactly. Was, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I always love seeing Fred Willard on screen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fred Willard and Swoozie Kurtz. I've mm -hmm. been a fan of hers for years. Yeah. She has such a presence on the screen. She just commands your attention. Um, I found myself getting distracted a lot during this episode, but it, it, I guess it, it's because it was just that it was just, um, it wasn't, you know, power punching like the ones previously. This was, as you say, it was meant to be fun. Mm -hmm. It was fun. And, um, I, I'm going to go watch it again because, well, mainly because of Susie and Fred, they mm -hmm. were just tremendous. Uh, I loved all the parallels going on throughout the episode. Uh, I loved the the idolizing yeah. <laughs> that Chuck, Chuck and well, not so much Sarah didn't seem she was a little mm -hmm. a little leery, but Chuck was just oh I can't wait to be with these two people, and, <laughs> and I thought it was funny when they first were walking like when the Susie Kurtz and. Fred Weller would walking up to the front door and oh that's them that or that was us 30 years ago and Chuck and Sarah that's us and <laughs> <years. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I just loved it mm -hmm. we did have some interesting moments though as far as dealing with the Chuck and Sarah relationship kind of the well what do we do now mm -hmm. you know they're they got together at the end of 13 swoon 14 was their honeymoon period swooning all over the place you know absolutely giddy but now they're back. They're back in the real world for them. And, you know, as Chuck said, I don't think we're ever going to have a normal life. Mm -hmm. And they're fine with that now after they've gone through this kind of, um, well, it was a, a little bit of a testing ground for them as a couple in yeah. the spy world. Um, Beckman purposely put them with this this couple to see if they could hack it as a um, romantic couple. Mm-hmm you know, romantic partners out on a mission didn't quite go as Beckman expected, but, um, <laughs> you know, it gave them some, a, a little bit of a chance to test their relationship in a way that they hadn't had to yet mm -hmm. and come through it just fine. And in the end, Oh my God, the, at the end, they actually have a conversation. Sarah <laughs> says, I've never experienced this before. Yeah. I've only ever lived in hotel rooms and gone by fake names. Yeah. So moving in together terrified me. And I'm sitting there going, who is this? <laughs> who is this person <laughs> that's actually saying what she feels? 
Yeah. yeah. Him hawing around. She's actually just laying it all out there. That's yeah. a huge step for Sarah. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. So, yeah, it was, I think it was a nice way for them to kind of test their relationship without it being all angsty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and, and I think that's a, that's a, that's a great point that when you think about Sarah's background, like from the time she was a kid doing cons with her dad and and going from place to place to to place always being fake and then going to the CIA and and um and like she has not lived anywhere near a normal life where you th- you think about Chuck and his his uh lacerations from video game controllers and <laughs> I, I mean these these are people with two very very different lifestyles and all of a sudden they're trying to live a normal life Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, and I love that scene going into the fridge in the middle of the night and, and having a, a roommate who usually sleeps in the buff and like <laughs> he's made concessions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, th- those are just ordinary, real things that would happen in that mm-hmm. situation. And, and they're not necessarily as exciting as being on, on a train in Europe. Right. Yeah. But they're real. They're every day. They're. Yeah. yeah. So it was I... nice to see them handle to see them in those everyday situations and see them handle it in a way that didn't, you know, break them apart. The, I mean, Chuck, there was a little bit of misunderstanding at the beginning when Chuck asked her to move in and she said no. And then, you know, mm-hmm. you know, why would we want to do that? And you could tell his feelings were a little bit hurt, but then they dealt with it. Yeah. So. And it wasn't heavy or angsty, which was, which was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we we had a, a couple of other really important things going on. Um, one big subplot with the uh, Doctors Without Borders, which was interesting. Yeah, definitely a setup, obviously for uh, either next episode or the one after that. That was an answer to one of the asterisk quiz clues, folks. Justin is not what he appears. Mm. Yeah, that was a real OMG moment for me at the end there because, you know, through it all, I was kind of, I found myself thinking Ellie and, you know, Awesome were kind of out of out of place for me in that episode until the end. Mm-hmm. And then I saw why they were doing this. And, you know, when when Justin pulled that phone out of his pocket, I went, oh, no, (laughs) I couldn't believe it. I so did not see that coming. Didn't see it coming at all. I really like how all a person has to do now is pull a round phone out of their pocket. (laughs) And everybody goes, oh, no. And and the music. (laughs) You know, even my 10-year-old son picked up on that. As soon as he saw that phone come out, he said, mom, he's part of the ring. (laughs) I looked at him. I said, you know that? Of course he knows. Paying attention. Visual cues. Yeah. I do think, though, that Ellie and Awesome being out of particularly Ellie's comfort zone, as we've discovered, she even cheated when she camped out. Mm-hmm. The It was a, a parallel. The two of them working together in an unfamiliar environment was parallel to Chuck and Sarah learning to work together in a new in their new relationship. And then... A parallel of the parallels, seeing the Turners working together to double cross everybody. Oh my gosh, it was! I felt like I needed a chart. Because <laughs> really, while this episode feels like it was a caper and it was really lighthearted and maybe not as um, deep as some of the other episodes, especially some towards the end of the original arc, 
there really was a lot going on. Yeah. A whole lot going on. Yeah. To show, you know, how this relationship compares to that relationship. I mean, we had Chuck and Sarah being trained and I mean, Sarah training Chuck to an extent, you know, didn't they tell you an agent never is, should be never be more than 30 feet away from a weapon. Mm -hmm. You know, she was giving him some pointers and then they were supposed to be trained, being trained by the turners. And then Casey's supposed to be training Morgan. Oh my gosh. That's just kind of (laughs) old right there. And no, so uh, there's so much going on in this episode. And, and I think, you know, just one superficial view or one viewing, it gives you a, a, something of a superficial, um, impression of this episode, I think on multiple viewings and probably once the season's over, people are going to look back this, at this episode and say, Oh my gosh, there was that and that and that, that relates to this and this and this. And now, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought, you know, it was, it was solid. It, it was a good episode. Um, it was enjoyable and, um, I enjoyed all of the different things that were going on. I, I, I loved following, uh, Morgan training. I love following. I love the tiger. I mean, the tiger was. I thought. I mean, very well used. Um, yeah. In the episode, uh, I'd like to see what they do with Ellie and Awesome's apartment. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I want to know if um, because they ob- they made it clear that they're on their way back a lot sooner than than everybody thought. <laughs> so I I wonder if their apartment is cleaned up by the time they get back. Yikes. Um. But it, you know, it, it 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 was it was uh, a solid fun episode of chat. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. cool. Was so, good. is there anything else uh, worth mentioning? I think next week's episode is going to be really intense. Doc Brown, I mean, oh yeah, Dreyfus. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward yeah, to that. Even even the preview yeah. I made it look like uh, there's going to be some great action, great intrigue. And you know there's going to be a couple of twists in there. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't oh, you yeah. check if there weren't? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Cool. So I guess we move on to our sponsors. Well, we want to thank our sponsors, uh, MovieMorons.com. It's a podcast about movies. And you, if you are a fan at all of film, you ought to check them out, MovieMorons.com. And also SyrianJunkies.de. It's the largest German language television fan site out there. So if you are familiar with German and you like television, you should check out syrianjunkies.de. They have a pretty large check section as well. So get your fix at syrianjunkies.de. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start to wrap things up. I want to remind you that uh, you can see any of our episodes at chuckpodcast.blip.tv. And anytime you do, it gives us just a tiny little bit of kickback, and that helps us keep the podcast running. Um, and as a matter of fact, there's quite a few to to see um, I think we've had 68 interviews so far, so definitely there's, yeah, that's, that's pretty amazing. And that's a lot uh, of talking. I guarantee you've missed at least one of them. So, <laughs> um, and, and they're all relevant. They're all, they're all really, really fun and interesting. So I urge you, um, if you're ever needing something to do, go and check out our old episodes on blip.tv. And as well, if you didn't get the message, um, if you're wondering why the new podcasts aren't coming on your iTunes, it's probably because you're still subscribed to the old enhanced AAC feed. And so please go to um, podcast 49 for details on how to switch to the new feed. And as always, if you have questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Come on and share them over at mail at chuckpodcast.com. 
And I wanted to just let Erica know, she's a relatively new listener, and she's not quite up on our schedule yet. Erica, look for new podcasts around the weekend after each episode airs. Yep. Yeah, typically Friday, sometimes Thursday, sometimes Saturday, but around Friday-ish. Great. So uh, we're going to move into spoilers. So if you don't want to be spoiled, just turn the podcast safely off now. See ya. Bye. Bye-bye. And we're back. We have some spoilers from Aziallo at EW.com. A fan named Lucas wrote in and said, I am totally freaking out about Ellie and Awesome on Chuck. Are they leaving the show for good? Well, as we know, this question was um, in relation to them going to Africa, which did not last long, thanks to the devious Justin Mm -hmm. and whatever he injected Awesome with. But Aziallo says, I'll say this. They're both in the finale. Good news. Right. A little ominous, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's They're both in the finale. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thanks, Aziello. Yeah. like the way he dishes. <laughs> we have the synopsis for episode 3.17, Chuck versus the living dead. Mm. Dun, dun, Chuck dun. Try- I know, does that sound? <laughs> I'm a little scared. Watch for zombies on the buy more screens. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Chuck tries to keep his spy life secret from his father, Scott Bakula, from Quantum Leap fame and, of course, previous episodes. He's guest starring on this one. After his last dream, Chuck asks Morgan to help him on a side mission. Their investigation becomes complicated when Stephen J. Bartowski returns and learns that Chuck downloaded the Intersect 2.0. Luckily, Chuck's father may be able to help his son. Hopefully, keep fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is the last one before the two episodes that make up the finale. Is that right? That's right. It airs on May 17th. Wow. And then the two-hour season finale is May 24th. Oh, it's coming way too fast. I know. It is. It is. Yep. <laughs> but that's also May 17th. That's the day that we hear about the season four renewal, isn't it? Mm-hmm. If they don't announce it ahead of time, it'll be on May 17th when NBC presents their fall schedule um, or their 2010-2011 their schedule to advertisers. Crossing our fingers and watching live Monday nights at 8 p.m. Yes, absolutely. Yep. So we are going to wrap it up completely for this week, but we have some great interviews coming up in the month of May. You're going to love them. Make sure you check your iTunes, check ChuckTV.net, check ChuckPodcast.com, <laughs> check any of the places you can check because there's cool stuff coming. Check, 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 check. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, till next time. We'll see ya. Bye, Chucksters. <laughs>